Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a lower trade in the grain markets here on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down three and three quarters at 6.31 and a half. March soybeans down 10 and a half cents at 15.71 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat down 12 cents at 7.56 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat down 11 and a half at 7.80 and a quarter. March spring wheat is down 10 and a quarter at 9.11. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Uh, if you're on that Apple podcast app, guys, leave me a rating or a review if you wouldn't mind. I'd appreciate it. It would really help me out. It'd help, help Apple to spread this podcast podcast out and uh, show it to some more people. So uh, much appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, uh, subscribe, like, comment, all those things. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a subscription service. You can sign up for it. I send out a ton of information to my subscribers every single business day, uh, my morning email, my text message service, my subscriber-only videos, all of my grain marketing recommendations, forty nine ninety a month that's billed to your credit card automatically through PayPal, and uh, you can cancel that deal at any time. I did a subscriber-only video yesterday regarding really regarding high asset prices and why everything is so expensive, everything from real estate to the stock market to treasuries. You've got so many uh, of your traditional investable assets trading at or near all-time highs. So I tried to answer the question, are we living in something called a super bubble, which I've heard uh, it called on, on television and on the radio. So if you're interested in that sort of discussion, it's actually a little bit longer video. I went through a lot of things regarding interest rates and inflation and all that sort of stuff. Uh, give that subscription deal a shot. I talked a ton about grain marketing in this uh, in these videos, but also about other topics like this. So if you're interested, guys, check that deal out. Rains in Brazil have slowed soybean harvest and may result in crop quality issues. Private group Ag Rural, who was very well followed, estimated that the soybean crop in Brazil was 16% harvested, I believe, through last Thursday versus 10% last year. The group said that weekly progress was generally good, but that work was slower than expected due to uh, constant rain in key soybean areas. Harvest of the country's first and smaller corn crop hit 18%, while planting of the second and larger corn crop hit 24% um, versus just 3% last year. Brazil's second corn crop typically represents 75% of the country's total corn output. So maybe some crop issues in Brazil, uh, not as a result of the drought in the south, but as a result of the wetter conditions in the uh, central and northern areas. You look at the forecasts here for both Brazil and Argentina, and I see a less than ideal situation for both countries. In Brazil, they're trying to harvest soybeans and plant uh, the second corn crop, and the forecast is, is pretty wet here in these central and northern areas over the next seven days. Now, in Argentina, where crops are not nearly as far along. They're still in, in in the reproductive process in a lot of uh, instances, depending on location, of course. You just got scattered rains. You got some heat coming in next week. So I don't see the forecast as being ideal, really, or, or even good for either uh, Brazil or Argentina at this point in time. Now, maybe on that same note, traders expecting smaller estimates for South American soybean crops from USDA on Wednesday morning. The trade expects the Brazilian soybean crop to come in around 133 
103.7 million metric tons, which would be down from 139 in January. The Argentina uh, soybean crop expected 44.5 million, which would be down from 46.5 last month. Let me give you some perspective on the South American crops, the South American soybean crops in particular. Prior to the growing season, USDA estimated, this was as of the September uh, WASD last year, USDA estimated in the September WASD last year combined soybean crops of Brazil, Argentina, and Paraguay at 206.5 million metric tons. That that estimate for those three countries combined fell to 194 million last month. It's likely to fall down to about 187 this month. So versus preseason expectations, you're talking a difference of close to 20 million metric tons, which is 735 million bushels. That's more than twice the U.S. carryout. And there are analysts who believe that the crop is actually quite a bit lighter than this. So there are analysts out there who believe that that the ultimate uh, decline from, say, preseason expectations to final could be much more than 20 million. It could be 25 million, uh, depending on which private uh, estimate you'd like to look at. A lot of people believe that USDA will kind of slow play their reductions this month, and and that could very well be the case. And and you could see a reduction on Wednesday, and then more reductions in in say uh, March or April. But guys, I mean, they they've lost seven to eight hundred million bushels conservatively off of the South American bean crop versus preseason expectations. Uh, that is the big. That's that is. What what is essentially responsible for your huge rally in the soybean market, uh, to put it very simply. China's energy and ag markets rallied sharply yesterday as the country returned from its Lunar New Year. So the markets in China were closed during this Lunar New Year and all the you know external markets here in the U.S. and elsewhere rallied sharply. Uh, soybean meal futures in China gained 8% yesterday. I believe that was a limit up trade. Soybean oil, palm oil futures gained 5 to 6%. Uh, this is a quote from one analyst in China. External markets rose a lot during the spring festival holiday while the domestic market was closed. Now domestic futures in general rose uh, following the rally in external markets. There is continued expectation that the new soybean crops in South America, including Brazil, Argentina, and Paraguay, forecasts would fall. Crude oil is also rising, which supported edible oil seeds as well. So markets in China following suit here after uh, they were closed for the Lunar New Year holiday. Soybean shipments improved slightly on the week, but they were still down 26% versus the same week last year. Accumulated soybean shipments for the current marketing year are down 24% uh, versus last year. USDA says that uh, soybean exports for the marketing year will decline by only 9.5%. And the soybean situation is interesting. You know, if we were looking at a normal crop in South America, um, I would say that this is really bad news. But now that the crop in South America appears to be much lighter than previously anticipated, there's a, a possibility that we do some kind of, of off-season uh, export uh, shipments out of the U.S. in regard to beans. You know, China may have to come back to the U.S. come say June, July, August, depending on the situation in Brazil. Uh, and then I think there's going to be a lot more new crop business as well. Uh, corn shipments were down 13% on the week. They were down 7% versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments uh, for the marketing year are down 12% versus last year. Wheat shipments were down 12% on the week, down 13% versus the same week last year. Accumulated wheat shipments for the current marketing year down 18% versus the same period last year. So the pace of shipments of corn, soybeans, and wheat out of this country uh, very much reduced versus the same time frame last year. 
President Biden threatened to block the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline if Russia attacks Ukraine. Uh, this is a pipeline that is not yet active, but had re- but has recently been completed. A shutdown of that pipeline would cause problems for Russia. It essentially goes from Russia to Germany and then I think to some other places in Europe. The, a shutdown would cause problems for, for Russia, but would definitely hurt Germany also. Uh, Vladimir Putin met with the French president yesterday for several hours. Biden met with the German chancellor around that same time. Russia continues to add military forces near the border on almost a daily basis. Uh, Russia and Ukraine, again, projected to account for 29% of all global wheat exports combined. Ukraine projected to account for 16% of global corn exports. I know I talk about this every day, guys, but it's important. If there's any disruption there, if the situation changes, uh, it's a big deal for uh, those two markets in particular. USDA did report a flash sale of soybeans yesterday. Unknown destinations bought a total of 19 million bushels of beans, uh, basically split between this year and next year. I'd imagine that these sales at this time in the calendar year probably have something to do with uncertainty regarding the crops in South America. Uh, We know that the Brazilian crop, the Argentina crop, the Paraguay crop, as I discussed, are going to be much, much lighter than preseason expectations. So uh, I suppose this is the result of that. The cattle market was um, marginally lower yesterday. And the live cattle, feeder cattle were off um, as well. Not much activity in the cash market. The boxes were marginally lower. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just a little bit higher. The S&P is down eight. The Dow Jones is flat. Bonds off a little bit. Precious metals a little bit lower. Crude oil is down $1.66 at $89.66 in the March WTI. That contract was up over 93 bucks uh, just a couple of days ago. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.